1: Up. We don't know for sure if it was the, the fire or the stab wounds, but whatever the case, her injuries were
2: uh, just too bad; they they could not save her life. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to the Daily Crime. On Wednesday, August 10th, police were called out to an apartment complex in Falls Church, Virginia.
3: What we do know is a neighbor had called in to the police department reporting a domestic and would later notify us uh, of a fire alarm activation, which engaged the fire department uh, to respond.
2: When patrol officers arrived on scene, they saw smoke and went inside where they found a woman fighting for her life. By the time responders arrived, they found the woman on fire with stab wounds. They tried to save her, but she died.
0: She in the reserve, the way she died, she suffered a lot.
2: Moments earlier, a neighbor had taken a photo of a man leaving the building. And a community member
3: captured a moment in time. And with that photo is what we were able to share. We knew then that he was a person of interest. And I'm reporting now that that person of interest uh, was, again, ultimately responsible and charged by my officers in the Homicide uh, Division.
0: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
2: Casey Nolan is joining us from Washington, D.C., where he's a reporter with local news station WUSA. Casey, thanks for being here. Absolutely. You've been covering a really disturbing story out of Falls Church, Virginia, which is in the the DC metro area, if I'm not mistaken. it is yeah,
1: it's a it's a close suburb uh, in northern Virginia pretty pretty uh, I guess peaceful. you know, it's not a place where there's a lot of crime. This particular
2: case was pretty unusual, pretty shocking so this incident took place on Wednesday, August 10th, in the middle of the afternoon. walk us through what happened.
1: Yeah, first uh police told us that they got calls from a neighbor. It, this is a, a cul-de-sac with like kind of some medium-sized apartment buildings around it. Uh nice tree-lined streets again, quiet, peaceful people tell me. Uh and they got started getting these calls from a neighbor saying some sort of domestic disturbance as they say uh in police speak. But there was something going on in one of the apartments and a neighbor was worried.
3: Uh, Yesterday, just shortly after 3 p.m., Fairfax County Police Department officers and members of the Fairfax County Fire and Rescue Department uh, responded to the 2900 block of Wilston Place. And that's in the Falls Church section of Fairfax County for a reported domestic incident and a fire alarm alarm activation
1: then they got another call back from that neighbor and said now the fire alarms are going off so at the same time police and firefighters are headed to this apartment Uh, the police i believe get there first they see the apartment is on fire officers go in they find a woman inside they try to rescue her and as they do they realize she is on fire and uh, she has several stab wounds And right away, they they start trying to save her. I gather right there in the area of the fire, because we know one police officer uh, had some uh, issues with smoke, smoke inhalation, as they say, Um, but they they couldn't save her. We don't know for sure if it was the the fire or the stab wounds, but whatever the case, her injuries were uh, just too bad. They they could not save her life.
3: Uh, Very unfortunate uh, for me to report. I did yesterday. And we're announcing today is that she did succumb to her injuries um, at the scene, uh, even with those heroic efforts that were attempted by uh, our first responders.
2: Before we talk a little bit more about what comes next in this investigation, what have you been able to learn about the victim, forty-year-old Sylvia Abakai, who went by Kelly?
1: Yeah, she uh, she was a mother. Um, she lived. Uh, she and her husband. Uh, lived in this apartment with a friend, we're told. And she, just judging on the people who showed up uh, around the apartment in the days after, she was, uh, you know, described as very sweet, loving, kind, selfless friend.
0: She was a great friend, a great mother.
1: This was not a woman that people thought, you know, had anything going on in her life that put her at any particular
2: risk.
4: I wasn't sure. I just couldn't believe it.
2: You mentioned she lived with her husband and one other person. Was anyone else in the home when first responders showed up that day? It doesn't appear so.
1: Uh, From everything we've learned from police, she was the only one there at the time. And the person who police have arrested is pretty well known to her friends, and they say he knew
2: her as well.
0: The person who did it is a friend of us, her. We know each other for a long time.
2: Let's talk about how investigators tracked that person down. Where did they turn as they began to try to figure out who did this? Well, first
1: they got a photo, uh, again from a neighbor. They credit this whoever sent them this photo with being a key break in this case Early in this case, like that afternoon, that evening, they released this photo of a kind of a grainy picture of a man that they said was seen leaving the apartment around the time of the fire, Leave, like kind of, you know, either walking quickly or, or kind of jogging away.
3: Now, we had posted yesterday, we had shared, and I'd like to thank the media outlets that uh, retweeted uh, the picture that we had of our person of interest
1: they put his picture out, and within just a matter of a couple of hours, they had tracked him to a gas station. Uh, the police described it as the detectives were like, hey, why don't you come downtown, so to speak, and, and, and talk about this. He agreed to go with them, and they started grilling him at the police department, and eventually arrested and charged him.
3: That person of interest that was located, stopped, talked to, was arrested. He was charged uh, yesterday uh, with various charges. And I'll go into the exact charges that uh, he is facing.
2: What else have you been able to learn about this man, Richard Montano? The only thing I can tell you is from
1: what a friend of Kelly's told me. And this has not been confirmed by police. But a friend told me that he was actually his ex-girlfriend was the friend in that apartment, or rather who lived in that apartment, we don't know that she was there at the time, but you know, we said that Kelly and her husband lived with a friend. A friend of Kelly's told me that that person was Richard's ex. So how does that factor into this? We can't say for sure. you know, I asked this friend. I said, well, is it possible he could have mistaken Kelly? For his ex, and they said no, that he knew them both and he knew them well. They, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't think there was any chance he could have mistakenly attacked Kelly. Um, But again, police have not opened up about what they've learned uh, since they were, you know, went from taking him in for questioning to actually charging him and then except to say that their investigation is ongoing.
2: Right. The day after this happened, police held a press conference to announce the arrest what stood out to you from that press conference? What were some of the more significant details you learned that day?
1: I think just the nature of the crime, and you could see how it affected the police officers, the detective who was talking to us. You know, he's, he has a long career. He's seen a lot that none of us would ever want to see. Uh, you know, when I said earlier that this was shocking for this this particular community, I guess yeah, what I should say is it, it would be shocking probably for any community. The, the It seemed to affect the officers on scene who arrived, tried to save a woman from a fire, only to figure out that she had also been viciously attacked and stabbed.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay
4: for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com,
3: the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com
2: to get started. Did investigators address how they believe Richard Montano got into the apartment that day if he was invited in if he broke in do we have any information on that
1: the only clue we have on that is the crimes with which he is charged one of them is burglary um, with the intent to you know cause harm so just based on how he was charged it would appear he had to force his way in
3: he shouldn't have been in that house you heard the charges he's charged with burglary with the intent to commit murder Uh, So he entered that uh, premise unlawfully.
2: And of course, the biggest question remaining is why this happened, why someone would light another person on fire. It's just horrific. Do you have any insight into a motive here, why investigators think this suspect would have done this?
1: Unfortunately, no. And there's not much in his history from what we've been able to find. He did not have... Uh, a long criminal record, he did not, you know, he was, there was nothing in his past in terms of uh, court documents and criminal charges that would shed any light on this. Police uh, didn't seem to have any answers, at least any that they were willing to share at this time either. That is a mystery and a a disturbing one.
3: So in in every homicide, that's one of our first questions uh, is why. Um, That uh, is yet to be answered in this case. Um, I hope, my detectives hope, we'll find out why. Uh, What we do have uh, is evidence uh, pointing to uh, that he is the person responsible, likely the only person responsible. Uh, We are not actively looking for anybody else. um, But we still have some questions. We hope to get to, uh, to the bottom of it.
2: You mentioned that officers were first called out to this home because neighbors were able to hear some screaming, do we know what exactly they heard if they were able to make out anything specific?
1: We don't. The only thing we can say is that apparently this neighbor was concerned enough that they kept calling 911 back and kept, you know, the the police will will tell you that they got there within minutes, Um, but you know how those minutes can feel like hours when you're, you know, witnessing something or involved in a a scenario like this. But, no, we don't, We don't know any specifics of what they heard. We don't know for sure who may have been involved in whatever they heard, just that they were pleading for police to get there as quick as possible. I will also say there was a history of police responding in their records of them responding to this address for domestic disturbances. However, the day after this happened and they had a little more time to look into it, they were quick to kind of caution people to not leap to any conclusions because they said they don't even know for sure that when those calls were made that Kelly was living there at the time. This had been a couple of years. They'd had two calls. They were cautious about linking those at this time. They're still looking into that, but we know that no charges ever came
2: from the previous calls to this address. Something else police said right after the arrest is that their investigation wasn't over. It's ongoing. Do we know what they were or potentially what they still are looking for? They weren't specific, uh, except that that was the
1: answer they gave when we would press them on
2: the why.
3: Detectives still are working this case. We have several search warrants uh, that we have served and are currently serving um, in Fairfax and in Arlington. So we're working through a lot of evidence in this case uh, for these charges to stand up Uh, in the courtroom.
1: I think that's what they're trying to figure out is the connection uh, beyond acquaintance, beyond potentially friendship between Richard and Kelly. Uh, What would trigger a person to do such a horrible thing that he's accused of doing?
2: What are all of the charges that Richard Montano is facing and what's next for him? So he's
1: facing three charges, uh, second-degree murder, burglary with intent to commit murder, which again speaks to how he may have gotten in and the burning of an occupied dwelling. So speaks for itself. They, they allege that when he set this apartment on fire, he knew Kelly was in there. Um, as far as what's next, he's made his court appearance. He, this Now we are at the, you know as we know, the wheels of justice turn slowly. So this will play out in court um, and
2: we'll see where it goes next. All right, Casey Nolan with WUSA in D.C., We'll continue to keep an eye on your reporting. Thanks for sharing the story. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the show wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for something else to listen to, I encourage you to check out Vault Studios' newest podcast, Intent, The Tex McIvor Case. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reid Redmond.